this month the, uh, what it meant when Christ came. Like Christ came as a baby, yes, but when he came, he came as so much more than that. And if you have not been with us throughout the month, do not worry. We are probably looking at one of the greatest reasons, some of the greatest announcements of all time, communicating a message of who Jesus was and what he was going to accomplish. And so excited to share that with you this morning. I, um, I want to begin by just getting a little overview of my congregation here, okay? So when it comes to Christmas, we have so many methods, so many ways that we hear the message of Christmas. And, and I, for instance, one of those things that reminds me and reminds you of the message of Christmas is music. How many of you, by show of hands, would say music is one of your favorite parts of Christmas? All right, I like that. That's a good, that's a good percentage. I like that. What about... What about uh, reading? This may be a little less. You know, like you, yeah, Christmas devotional or just a book that you love. Not as many, but definitely good. How about movies? Movies, Christmas movies, that's like most of us, right? Christmas movies. And we would argue as to the favorite Christmas movie, and I won't mention one because I don't want you turning me off right at the beginning of the sermon, okay? So I'm not even going to mention my favorite. But movies are a way that we really engage with the message of Christmas what about, like, displays, lighted displays? Or, I mean, how many of you would go through, Mattoon? Show of hands, you'd like Christmas lights or other displays, decorating your own house, been visiting uh, many of you, and wow, you guys have some great displays. Some of you, and this is a select few, but you, you are intense. All right, I just want to preface this. Christmas cards, Christmas cards, either receiving or sending all right, you're not, you're not proud of it, all right? I can tell because those were all like, maybe you're sprained. You did the Christmas cards, and now you're like, that's as high up as I go, Pastor. I can't raise my hand up higher than that. Um, my wife finished, finished ours, and uh, she had me take them out to the mailbox, and I had to like double set them back. You know, they wouldn't all fit this way, so they were like too deep. So she's, she's one of those people. I like, I like Christmas cards. I like receiving. I guess I would be pretty bad at uh, sending them since I never have. So I give you all credit, Christy. You, you're all for that. We receive the message of Christmas in so many different ways, but probably the first Christmas, which is something that we're going to be looking at through the kids' program in just a sh- short while tonight as we read through the in- entirety of Scripture in regards to the, the Christmas story and we sing about it. There were some messengers that did a job unlike any other. I mean, you take your best movie, you take your favorite song, the best Christmas card you ever received, you pull them all together, the best lighted display, you put that all together, and it doesn't match what God used to communicate Christmas to two individuals and a group of men. He used angels. And these angels... When we, as we're about to read, they, they had an amazing appearance to them. And we know this based off of several things, but especially the first thing, the first thing that is spoken to each of these people. And I would invite you into this message of Christmas. And then I want to invite you to take this message home with you. We are going to begin by looking at Matthew chapter 1 verse 18. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18. This is page 681 in your pew Bible. If you would like to use the pew Bible, you're welcome to do that, page 681. 
or any copy of Scripture that you have. Matthew chapter 1. This is the first story, the first thing that I'm going to share with you in terms of the angels sharing the message of Christmas to a man named Joseph. I'm going to read it for you. You're welcome to follow along. This is Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, and I'm going to read down through verse 21. It says, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sin. Three things that the angels share with each group of people. And Joseph, we're going to see it first in Joseph, and then you'll be able to pick it out in the next two readings that I'm going to share with you. Three things that the angel shared as part of a message of Christmas. The first thing the angel said is, Joseph, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. At that moment, Joseph was extremely afraid because he was engaged to a lady, Mary. Uh, she would have been 16, 17. Uh, he was engaged. They, back then, engagement was extremely serious, taken extremely serious by the Jewish people. And Mary was pregnant. And Joseph knew two things. You know, Joseph knew that it wasn't him. He was not the father. He also knew that in all of human history, there was only one way you got pregnant up until that point. And Mary was sharing something with him that God had said to her, but it was pretty hard to believe that God had made her pregnant. Um, so Joseph had a lot of fear, and the angel appears to him and says, Joseph, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. This, so the first thing the angel said to him is, do not be afraid. Second thing that we see the angels communicating in the story of Christmas is that there is something about Jesus. They're going to communicate something to Joseph about Jesus. And we see that in verse 21. He says, She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. What an amazing story. And it's interesting, Joseph didn't know, at that moment, Joseph didn't know everything about Jesus. Joseph, Joseph probably couldn't even comprehend. We cannot comprehend today about Jesus and a miraculous birth that we celebrate every Christmas. But Joseph knew enough in that moment to trust and to have faith. He knew that his son would save his people from their sins. And that was enough. And that was enough. So in the, in the message of Christmas, we see that we're not to be afraid. Angel said, don't be afraid. He also shared something about Jesus, that he would save his people from their sins. And finally, the third part of this Christmas message to Joseph is Joseph was to do something. He was actually told to do two things. He was, 
The angel said, you are to take Mary as your wife. Okay, I'm giving you that assignment. And I'm also giving you the assignment of naming your son Jesus. Now, this was a, this was a pretty big deal. Uh, we see it elsewhere in Scripture when John the Baptist was named. But you named your children, especially your firstborn son, after someone in your family. You just did that. It was expected. That was what you did. And so the angel saying, I want you to forget all of that tradition, and I want you are to name him Jesus. Because he has a job he's going to do. So three things. Don't be afraid. Jesus will save everyone, his people, from their sin. Take Mary as your wife and name your son Jesus. The message of Christmas. I want to share with you a second time. A second time that the angel came with the message of Christmas, going to Luke chapter 1. In the chronology of the Christmas story, I'm jumping a little bit. The angel appeared to Mary before uh, appearing to Joseph, but we're going to stay in Luke. This is page 723 in the Pew Bible, if you'd like to uh, turn there in that. Luke chapter 1. Beginning in verse 29, the angels already appeared to Mary. Uh, and in verse 29, it says, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. An amazing proclamation, amazing message of Christmas. And, the, and it very much parallels the message that Joseph received. Number one, do not be afraid, Mary. Mary was uh, 16, 17, engaged to Joseph, an angel who probably it was very difficult for her to comprehend what was going on, shares this message and says, Mary, I have a message for you, and, and it's going to be that you're going to have a son of God, and she is just not understanding. She, that, that first verse I read you, she's trying to understand, what, what is he saying to me? I mean, this is, I've never had someone come and say this to me before. This is a very weird greeting that someone would give to a young lady. And so the first thing, the first message is, Mary, don't be afraid. Set aside your fear because I'm going to start, I'm going to tell you something about Jesus. And the angel shared a lot with Mary, maybe a little more in terms of um, descriptions of Jesus. We see that in verse 32, it says, he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. What an, an amazing thing. Just as Joseph received some information about Jesus, Mary receives some information about Jesus. The message of Christmas is, here's something you should know about Jesus. Don't be afraid Here's something I want you to know about Jesus. When the angel appeared to Joseph, it said, Joseph, 
I want you to know something about this, your son. He's going to save his people from their sin. When the angel appeared to Mary, the angel said, Mary, I want you to know something about your son. He is going to be great, and he will rule, and his rule will never end. His kingdom will be forever. The third part, just as Joseph had a job, Mary was also given a job. In verse 31, it says, You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. You are to give him the name Jesus. Two things, or I'm sorry, three things that the angel said to Mary. Don't be afraid. Here's some information about this boy named Jesus. And here's, what I, here's something I want you to do. You need to do something. Well, the final group of people were a group of shepherds. We, we had both parents visited by angels. And if you just turn the page in your Bible, or maybe it's on the other side, to Luke chapter 2, we see a third time surrounding the story of Christmas that angels appeared. And this time, the angels were appearing to the shepherds. Luke chapter 2, and we're going to begin reading in verse 10. It said, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Same three things. A little different on the content. Message of Christmas. Don't be afraid. Now, obviously, these shepherds were, this, this is a group of people. They, were, they really kept to themselves. They spent more time with sheep than they did with people. And they're in a group, the sheep are around them, and this would probably for sure be the first time a group of angels appeared in the heavens announcing something. This angel communicates an important message, and it's to start with by saying, don't be afraid. And he shares with them a little bit about Jesus. You see that in verse 11, it says, um, a Savior has been born. Just the same... The same idea that was shared with Joseph. Here's someone that's going to save you. He is a savior, a deliverer. And then he is Christ the Lord or the anointed of God. Meaning he will reign. He has, he has a, a, a sense of royalty about him. The shepherds heard both messages. He will save his people from their sins and he will reign. This is Christ the Lord. And just like Mary and Joseph... The shepherds are given something to do. It's, they, the, shepherd, or the angels said to the shepherds, you will find him, meaning you need to go find him. This is how you will find him. You, want, you need to go to where he is. And the next verses state that as soon as the angels were done singing and they disappeared, the shepherds looked at each other and said, let's go. They said, let's go. We're on our way. This was the message of Christmas spoken to Joseph and Mary and the shepherds. And, and, and why, why is this message so important? Why is it that, I mean, we tend to listen to things and watch things and go and see things and experience things for their entertainment value. 
But everything that, that revolves around Christmas carries some message. Why is the original message so important? And I, and I think you know why that is. It's because Christmas, like no other holiday, has so many different purposes. Let me share with you. Let me, let me give you a perspective. When we celebrate the 4th of July, we're pretty much all on the same page that we are celebrating the independence of our country. We do it differently, but we know what it is we're celebrating. When it comes to Valentine's Day, we are celebrating our significant other. We're, we're going to do it differently, but we know what it is we're celebrating. We're celebrating a relationship with our significant other. When it's your birthday, you know what it is you're celebrating, right? Survival. No, I'm just, I just threw that in there. You're, you're, you're celebrating you. I mean, we get to celebrate you on your birthday. It's exciting. But when it comes to Christmas, our culture, our, the way we were brought up, what's on television, what we take in, there are so many different messages out there. Christmas is about just celebrating traditions. Christmas is about celebrating family. Christmas is about not having to work. It's a holiday, right? Uh, Christmas could be about anything in any song that we sing. Um, for, for some, Christmas is all about shopping. I mean, we just can't wait to get started. And, and dare I say, for some, Christmas is about the Hallmark Channel. I just want to throw that in there, Hallmark Channel. Some of you, all right? I, none of those things are bad, right? None of those things are bad. I did not list anything that was bad. You know, like, oh, you shouldn't do that. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we can either grow up or be taught to think or go off what's on television in terms of the original message of Christmas is gone, completely removed. Very few, I will confess to you, we watch a lot of meaningful movies in, in terms of It's a Wonderful Life. That's, you know, a tradition me and Christy have. The story of Christ is, is not in there very much, very little. Many of the things that we watch and focus on remove the original message of Christmas. And so it is so important for you and for me to take times like now, to take time like tonight, to take time in our homes to say, you know what, this is the message of Christmas. We're enjoying all the other things. We're going to the light program. We're watching our favorite movie. We're laughing. We're listening to this music over here. All those things are wonderful. But we have to take a moment to recall, to remind ourselves, to teach those younger than us that are around our tree or in our home, what is that message of Christmas? And, and if I may share with you, personalized to you, the message of Christmas, the way maybe it was outlined to Mary and to Joseph and to the shepherds, it's one, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. If you're here today and, and you are someone who is maybe outside of faith, you are, you're hesitant, you have a concern or a question that prevents you from starting a relationship with Jesus Christ, do not be afraid. Set aside what it is that prevents you or tackle it head on. Talk to someone about it. Be like, this is why I don't want to become a Christian. Just say it. Say it out loud. Don't be afraid. For those of us of faith, 
Joseph and Mary were both people of faith, and yet the angels appeared to them and said, don't be afraid. For me and for you, I know that you have a faith. And I know that oftentimes the circumstances you are presented with, they seem so big, they make your faith shrink. It feels, and you have to remind yourself this Christmas, I invite you to remind yourself, do not be afraid. God has not shrunken from your circumstances. He is as big and as caring and as involved as ever. So do not be afraid. Second, this Christmas, hear something about Jesus. If it's in a song, if it's in a scripture, grab something. Don't make Jesus, the birth of Jesus, something that's just said. Grab it. Hear it. Is he the Savior of the world for you? Think of that idea as Savior. Is he a king that will reign forever? Think of that idea as king. Is he that perfect priest that we talked about years ago? Think on that. Is he that humble servant who came to love others? Think on that. Grab something about Jesus. Do not be afraid. Hear something about him, that he's the Savior of the world. And finally, just as Joseph and Mary and the shepherds were told to do something, I want to tell you to do something. And I want to give you space so you can decide how it is, but I think it needs to be one of two things. You need to know him, have a relationship with the Savior that we celebrate his birth, or two, you need to make him known. Know him or make him known. That's what you need to do this Christmas season. That is the message of Christmas. That is what would probably please your Savior the most, is if you came to know him or you would make him known. A lot of ways, a lot of ways you can do in your home or with your family or friends, whatever setting you find yourself in, to make Christ known to those around you. Don't make it awkward. Just do it. Say, hey, we're going to read this. We're going to read Luke 2, 1 through 12, and just read it. We're going to read this devotional. We're going we're to watch this movie that focuses on Christ. Whatever it is, do that. Make much of him. Will you join me in prayer? Lord God, thank you for the birth of your Son, for giving us salvation, for allowing us a time that we could come to you and just to worship you, to praise you. We think about the scene that it was, the fact that you chose to be humble, you chose to come as a baby, you chose to come as a baby in a stall. You chose to come as a baby in a manger where animals would feed. And that through, through all of that humility, you let us know the type of service you were going to give. God, I pray this morning for each and every heart. Lord, I pray for my heart. Lord, may I never be distracted by the things that go on that are, are, are enjoyable, but they're not the focus, they're not the main message.
God, may I, as, a, as your child, make you known this Christmas. May everyone present, may those who maybe do not have that relationship with you, may they invite you into their lives. May they, whatever the doubts or questions may be, may they tackle those things. May they talk to someone about them, get them resolved so that they could celebrate your birth this Christmas. And for all of us, for all of us who already know you, may we not be afraid. May we grab onto something about you and may we make you known this season. In your name, amen.